You brought an AeroPress? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, com I completely <laughs> forgot about that one. <laughs> Kept in mind that this is something that was going to save me money along the way also, because I like drinking coffee pretty much on a daily basis. I just found that it would make more sense for me to just find a place that sold coffee beans that I liked and just buy those and use my portable AeroPress to make myself coffee in the morning. I actually really liked it. Um, and it's, you know, has its own cup in there too. So I didn't have to like go around looking for cups or anything. So yeah, very handy. Love it. Go get it. It's, it has a cup, dude. You have to see it. I want to arrow press this thing directly into my mouth. <laughs> you know, I actually thinking about it. I'm like, why didn't I just put it straight into my mouth? Oh, right. It's boiling water. <laughs> That's why. Welcome to Low on the Go a podcast about all things on the go. This podcast will start off mostly in the travel space, but I'm definitely not trying to niche down too hard too fast. My goal is basically to encourage a life full of energy, exploration, and adventure. And honestly, I want people to feel a little less alone in the world. However, all of this may look in podcast form. I'll be talking about travel, on the go recipes, and taking care of your brain. So yeah, that means some mental health shit and probably more. A little about me, I'm a 20-whatever-year-old who has traveled to just over 20 countries and has lived in four cities. I've learned a ton about the best way to pack for airplanes, how to travel cheaply but still be bougie as fuck, and I've met a lot of people along the way who know a lot more than I do, and thank God they've offered to be on this podcast. I hope you listen and leave feeling inspired and equipped to take risks, chase your dreams, and stay on the go. Until next time, XOLO. Hello. What is going on, Lauren? Hi, Ronnie. How are you doing? <laughs> I don't know why my voice went up like eight octaves. Hi. <laughs> that's that's when you know it's legit. That's when you know you're actually really excited to hear from me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's a privilege and honor. You know how much I build up your podcast and you know, it feels finally good to be on here. Yo, Rodney is my number one hype <laughs> man. Oh my God. Everywhere we, every time I would see Rodney, he would be talking from a different place, a, di a person from a different place around the world being like, yo, Lauren has this podcast. You have to go listen to it. It's on Spotify. <laughs> it's on Apple Music. Anywhere you listen to a podcast, she's on there. It's great. He hadn't even listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually true yeah it's one of my favorite parts though it was like i loved it i love building you up so much and i was just you know like i knew this is a big thing for you it's a big part of who you are and i was just like yeah I'm like you know let's keep it going oh my gosh that's so nice find people like rodney that just like support your dreams and believe in you you're like the kind of guy where you're like i'm not gonna listen to your podcast until I record my own. You're like, you're like the podcast version of I'm not going to see the movie before I read the book. <laughs> Par partially true. Partially. <laughs> all right. Well, seriously, thank you for being you. Thank you for being on this podcast and for all of your support so far. Of course. So just a little bit of background on how Rodney, sweet Rodney, and I know each other. <laughs> we <met> <laughs> so we met during my travels during my trip to Europe this stint a couple of months ago in Florence Italy and 
I rocked up to this hostel that was in a monastery in the Italian countryside. And I think to this day, it's my favorite hostel I've ever stayed at. Yes, um, agreed. Mine too. Yours too? Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh my, this is a special, it's a really, really beautiful, special place that we all just talked about how it, it just attracts only just really good, wholesome like loving people so that was that was just amazing but I I came from having I had no plan I booked this place like that day and so I come from Florence the in the city because this is like 45 minutes I would say outside of the city walk up this I I missed the stop the bus stop because classic Lauren and then I, I, I didn't know that you you missed the you missed the stop I did <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that no nah, I didn't know that mm -mm. Keep which going. is so crazy because if I wouldn't have missed that stop I'm like would I have would I have met Rodney I don't know because it, it changed the course of of time by like 15 the timing minutes. yeah you're right <laughs> oh that's crazy no I didn't think about that yeah you're right <laughs> so I it's I'm still at like the the base of the hill or whatever but you have to climb this hill with all of your gear for like 15 or 20 minutes so I'm climbing a hill with olives everywhere. And I was like, where the heck am I? I'm lost in, I'm lost in, lost in Tuscany and get up to this hostel and Rodney's sitting in the entryway, uh, working on a top. <laughs> <laughs> All casually. By the way, this is summer too, man. So it's like, it's super hot. It's oh yeah. Super and hot. I don't think there's, there's no AC. We're in a, a, a dead ass part of my French monastery. Like <laughs> there's no central air. Mm -mm. <laughs> but let me tell you i rodney starts chatting like talking i'm like he's american cool another american and i don't know what it is but we <laughs> just start firing away <laughs> <laughs> you did not hold back <laughs> i mean from minute one it was just one joke after another we were just grilling each other <laughs> and then and then we were just grilling me for a while and that was cool <laughs> <laughs> just just grilling you about my age that i think that's i think that's when we really bonded i think that's when we became friends it was just like when we were when we were both okay making fun of my age i was just like yeah we're gonna be friends we're cool <laughs> y'all i pulled out the life alert joke for my american <laughs> <laughs> that is bad apparently apparently lauren doesn't fathom like the idea of someone living past 30 like she just thinks people just like <laughs> drop dead after that like they cease to exist but no, she Leonardo was so surprised. DiCaprio, but with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I think I think that's why she befriended me. She's like probably like I'm probably her oldest friend, you know. And I don't even consider myself that old. <laughs> She's like, wow, he's he's so old and wise. <laughs> that's that's why I'm to you. That's why I'm. Yeah, seriously. All of a sudden, you started growing this like long gray beard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I make like, did he always have a like... cane? Like, yeah. Did he always have a cane? Did he use that to come up the hill? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you made it up the hill. <laughs> yeah. oh, did you need help? Do you need assistance? <laughs> <laughs> you need assistance. <laughs> we swore to ourselves that we wouldn't do this. Where we we no, just, no, like okay. spiral, yeah. but in like if it's spiral <laughs> upwards, then that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay so Rodney you had no plan right you also had no plan in Florence 
Uh, no, no. So I had been in Florence for three nights already in downtown area. And I actually had met another, another traveler uh, from Estonia, a uh, wonderful person, um, Kendra. And she had told me about this place. That's how I found out. And so I said, okay, like I'll make time for it. Like I'll, I'll go for one night. It'll be like my chill day over there. Um, and so that's the reason I ended up over there. Like it was like purposeful that I was just going to go, you know, to the countryside, a little bit out of Florence, just to go to a place where I can, you know, relax and kind of just take a day for myself. And you ended up staying, right? Oh, don't blame this on me. We all ended up staying. We everyone, are. everyone. Yeah, no, we all like we were all so convinced. I think most of the people there were only planning to stay one night. I think that was one guy who didn't. But yeah, we all just loved it so much that we're like, yeah, like, let's just go and extend the night. And Ooh. super glad we did. I mean, yeah, the like you said, just the type of people that make it there are just an amazing, amazing group, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First rule of Bigelow, nobody stays just one night. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, so this this hostel is called, it's called like Youth Hostel Bigelow or something like that. I'll include the link to it in the show notes so that if you want to go stay there, um, you know exactly where to book it on Hostel World. They get an amazing review. Ferdinando, who's the man that basically operates the entire hostel, is one of the kindest people you'll meet in your entire life. Um, he does pasta dinners and we would play music and sing songs. And Rodney and I actually ended up uh, after that going with a group of two. With, it was us two and then two people from Germany. And we drove, um, we drove down to Siena together and went camping. Shout out to our lovely German friends. They are amazing. And yeah, great time with them. <laughs> yeah. Pascal and Marie, if y'all listening, we love y'all. <laughs> yes, all of our love for them. And yeah, it just best vibes. Everybody, it just you felt like you could be so yourself. Everyone had their, I feel like everyone there kind of played their own like role in a way um like we were talking about that when we drove to Siena where um like Pascal was so giving and generous with like giving rides with his car and stuff like that and Rodney was like everybody's freaking hype man as he is Marie was so prepared she had everything you could ever need <laughs> oh, she did <laughs> the most prepared she, she was the youngest one too she got everything yes she, she, she had a mosquito net with her I mean come on like <laughs> Portable mosquito net. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love her. She, oh my gosh, she had everything, sweet angel. Um, and then I navigated. <laughs> yes. Mm-mm. Don't say navigate. Nah, if there's one thing y'all need to know about Lauren when you meet her, is she is very, very good at organizing things like <laughs> hardcore. I mean, just she would plan everything out and make it in a way that was like, it felt like everyone was included. You know, like you were taking like everyone to consideration when you came up with that plan and you would go over with them. You think like, hey, what do you guys think about this? How about we go for this hike? We go to this place this is how much it costs. Who's in? And it was just, yeah, it's like at that point I knew I was just like, OK, like she's got this. She's really good at this. You know, it's like let her do her thing. Let her fly. Oh, my gosh. That's so nice. Wow. That means so much to me. I'm super passionate about that, too. So it just kind of hits home. So thank you. <laughs> And you too, Rodney, like not to make this a compliment fest, but like I said before, Rodney's like everyone's hype man. He can meet someone and know immediately what their what their biggest strength is 
and what they find to be important to them. And he'll just like build that up and build that up and build that up, which I think is something that's really uncommon in people because people often don't know really what they love about like themselves. And so for Rodney to go and see that in, in other people and just shower them with praise and love and kindness is just so encouraging and it's rare. So. Thanks. I try. It's something I'm working on. Definitely, <laughs> yes. wasn't, definitely wasn't born with that. No, it's, it's something I'm doing purposefully. So. <laughs> well, obviously very intentional as well. So, um, after Florence, we we split ways. Rodney went to Gdansk, Poland, which we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about in a little bit. I kind of bopped around. I don't even remember where I went. I went to Austria and a few other places. And then I texted Rodney and was like, hey, uh, kind of random, but in a week, do you want to fly from Brussels to Corsica, which is an island in the south of France where my best friend Gwen lives, who's been on this podcast. I was like, here's the price. Just like he said, I'm like, here's the price. Here's the whatever. Here's the this and that. Do you want to come? And I did not expect him to say yes. But I get the simplest text back. Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, she's not not lying, too, because like her message was like three scrolls long. Like it was it was very, very detailed. And I was just like, yeah, sure. (laughs) Let's do it. Exclamation point. That's my perfect response for, for <laughs> just be like, yeah, I trust you. <laughs> yeah, no questions. Sure. Why not? So we went to Corsica. We stayed there for around a week. And then after that, uh, we both ended up in Paris. So we like we flew to Lille. We went to Paris. We were staying with different people. So we kind of hung out with them and then met up like a couple of times in Paris. And then now... You're back Man, you're, in the United States. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're so right about that. I, can, I honestly forgot we had met up in Paris. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Now back in the States. Back in the States. Oh my gosh. Okay. So a couple of questions for you off the bat. So you're from mm-hmm. the States. How many countries have you been to? Uh, 20. And that's just only because I just counted like three days ago. Because someone asked me and I was like, I don't know. So 20. Ooh, okay, cool. Do you have a favorite that just comes off the top of your head right now? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I hate picking favorites. I will narrow it down to a top three, and this top is just three. from my my recent trip. Okay, um, so Spain, Belgium, and Poland. Wow, Spain, Belgium, and Poland. Okay. Yeah, I know, I know, right? Yeah, Tribute. I like that because they're all they're all very different, and they're all in they very are. different places. They are. And that's what I realized. I'm like, there's there's something about each of these places that I like. And it's different from each other. You know, they're not the same things, but there's stuff that I can just appreciate a beat about each one now. Okay. If you could each play I'm putting you on the spot right now. We didn't talk about this. If you could choose like one to three words to describe why you love each of the places, because I'm gonna make you do a Rodney. I'm gonna make you do a Rodney, but not about a person, about a place. One or two words to describe each place and what your favorite thing is about each of them. Ooh, okay. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat on one. I'm just gonna say that for all of them, the the biggest factor was always the people. Um, so I will say that for Poland, Belgium, and Spain, each one just felt super comfortable for me. And it was really interesting as far as Poland too, because they kind of give off that impression, you know, like oh, they might seem like a little bit colder. They don't smile as much, but once you get talking to them, they're just so lovely, heartwarming, um, super helpful. I mean, I just had an amazing time with them. So really, really good on that. Mm. Um, as far as Poland, actually, I also ended up liking 
the architecture around there. And I also really liked uh, the food. I really enjoyed. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. They had actually a pretty good beer culture, which I loved, especially coming from Italy at that point in time, which didn't really have a whole lot going on beer wise. You know, it's more wine based. <laughs> and so I actually really liked that about Poland. I was like, oh, finally, I'm like, good beer. Yes, good. <laughs> Italians <laughs> use their wheat in pasta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Belgium, once again, the people. Uh, aside from that, honestly, it just felt like I was walking around through like just this castle like city. You know, when I was like in Brussels and Ghent and in um, Bruges, yeah, it just it just felt amazing. Felt like like a little fairy tale the whole time, you know. Mm -hmm. So I love that about it. And yeah, their cuisine amazing. And I'm gonna add a fourth. I'm sorry, but they they have like some of those most beautiful people I've seen, you know, from <laughs> from, from, from my like so. Ayo! I think I thought. I... <laughs> I, th I think I told you that already. I'll just like, yeah, I'm like Belgium. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but they're, they're just very, very attractive people. Dude, Belgians are hot. I second that. <laughs> okay. All right. It's confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> two out of two people on this podcast agree. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Belgians, you got, you got, you got some good feedback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Spain. Oh man. It's just, it's kind of what I'm looking for as far as the culture, just this really great balance. I feel like between work and re relaxing and you know obviously like a big importance towards family and so it's like it's their whole culture that i find very very appealing um so i love that about it and it just had such a good mix of just like a historic area but at the same time very modern um yeah so they had a lot going on for it okay and you you have spanish heritage and you have family there and stuff too so i bet that it felt really good and... yeah it still felt homey you know so it was nice. Yeah, I got to see some family actually there that I've never met before. So that was pretty nice. Oh, that's amazing. So good. Okay, so everyone, if you don't have Spain, Belgium, or Poland on your list, definitely add them as they are Rodney's favorite. He's been in the whole world. Out of 20 countries, it's a lot. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth going to check out. Every, everyone has their own likes and tastes, you know, but I think they're all definitely worth a visit. Totally. So this last trip that you were on, you were backpacking around Europe. Uh, kind of without a plan you were deciding kind of randomly where you would go next based off of what was cheapest for transportation how long was your trip though uh so it was three months total um and yeah you're right I didn't I didn't plan a whole lot um which I do have a theory on that so I knew when I was when I was going to arrive and I knew when I was going to leave and everything else I left wide open um, and my thought was, why stress myself out trying to plan everything ahead of time? Um, when I can go there, I won't be working. I'll have all the time that I need, and I'll just kind of figure things out along the way. And if there's some place that I enjoy being, I'll stay there longer. Or if I meet people that I like being around, I'll stay there longer. And if I don't, then I'll move on to the next place. And I'm, I'm me personally, like, I'm really glad I did it that way. I know it brings certain levels of some stress, you know, sometimes a little bit worried. It's like, hey, where am I going to spend the next day? But at the same time, it just opened up so many experiences that I don't think I would have done otherwise if I had planned it all out. Cool. Such an interesting way to do it. I feel like a lot of people plan every minute. And, you know, especially during the summertime, it can be a little bit scary to um, to not plan hostels because you're like, oh, my gosh, is there going to be a place to stay when all of the hostels are booked, especially on the weekends? But um it seems like you, I mean, you were safe the whole time and you always had a place to sleep and something always comes up. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was always, always taken care of. There's, there's always 
uh, a way to just get all those things figured out. And yeah, it, it you know, dead honest, it was kind of stressful in the moment at times when you were kind of just like out of place and like a good chunk of the day, you were just figuring out like, oh God, where am I going to spend like tonight? You know, so it's like you start looking at places and trying to find like what's available, especially once those events coming in, you know, mm. uh, what was it like Formula One, like in Milan and some music mm. festival in Florence. And it just like causes all these places to be booked up. That's when it's like, okay, like I got to figure out what, you know, where can I go from here? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And the events are are definitely something that comes up seasonality, but it makes you be creative and look at cities that are maybe a little bit outside of the city that you want to <clears throat> that you want to go to. And you'll always discover something that you didn't even know existed, which is what happened to Rodney. I mean, when we went to this monastery hostel in, you know, the middle of Tuscany. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's super beautiful. So today we are going to be talking about two main topics that I would say Rodney has become an expert in over the course of his trip. One being packing light and the second being saving money while traveling. Rodney has some really creative, unique solutions that he's learned about over the last few months. And I think he's also really passionate about them and it definitely shines through in his and how he talks about these things. So um, let's start with packing light um just kind of off the top can you tell us like how how much you packed how big your backpack was um and then like how you chose what you packed yeah absolutely um so the backpack i used was a red wing it's a 44 liter backpack and basically what i did was lay out a bunch of clothes and i decided that i was only going to take at max three of each thing so three shirts three pants slash shorts, um, socks, dress shirts, things like that. And from there, I kind of just narrowed it down as best I could to three of each. And I realized like that really, I didn't need a whole lot. You know, that was part of my goal with this was to see how much I actually needed to survive. And in my mind, I also kept that, you know, I'm going to Europe. I'm like, if there is something that I'm missing, I'll just buy it over there, you know? So I tried to narrow it down three of each thing. There was some big things that I just like kept it to one, for example, like a jacket. Um, so I only took one jacket, um, took a pair of nice dress shoes, uh, sneakers and flip flops. And then aside from that, just toiletries, cables for computer, phone, things like that. Okay, got it. And you, you pretty much were there in Europe for just one season. So you didn't need to have a huge range of clothing. It was mostly summer clothing. Exactly, which is also Big, big point. Um, I did keep that in mind. Um, so I left, you know, early August and it was a big reason for me doing that too, was that I wanted to obviously enjoy as much daylight as possible while I was over there. Uh, but then I also knew that meant packing lighter. You know, I knew my clothes wouldn't have to be heavy. I knew I wouldn't need a whole lot of jackets or sweaters or anything like that. Um, and so that was, that's something very, very key to take in mind when you're traveling is, you know, what season you're going into. Totally, for sure. Yeah. And I, I would say it's, it's oftentimes best to go during one solid season so that the weather's not changing too, too much. Um, and obviously, the warmer, the warmer months are going to be easier since the clothing is, is smaller, you don't need jackets or a whole lot of pants or anything like that. Um, so oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That was actually, um, and once again, this is based on everyone's comfort, but um, 
you know, talking to a few of the travelers along the way, you get to realize everyone has, you know, what they would consider enough. Uh, there was actually this one guy who would only take uh, swimming trunks, swimming trunks and a few shirts and flip flops. What? Because that's no dead serious. That because that's that's what he felt. That's all he needed. And I was like, okay, well, he is like in the middle of summer. You know, this guy's not going to be going to like a business meeting. He didn't seem to really care about going out like, you know, to a club or anything like that. So he didn't care about dressing up like that's that's what that was enough. You know, that's what he needed. Wow. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> and he must have only really wanted to like be in a beachy vibe kind of a situation then. So he he seems like a guy that doesn't really plan a lot, but knows that he's only going to be in beach towns or warm places. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you know what you're going for, you know, it's like he didn't have to prepare. He already knew what he was going to go do. So he just took what he found ne necessary and that was it. Wow. Everybody has such different comfort levels. That's mm -hmm. I like imagine that. I remember one time, like years ago, <laughs> I was talking to a colleague who she would go to Vegas a lot. And I've still never been to Las Vegas. But uh, I was talking to her about how I was going to fly with Spirit, which for my non-American friends, that's like a budget airline. It's kind of like Ryanair. And you need to pay for all of your bags and stuff like that. And I was looking at flights to Las Vegas and getting her opinion on things and stuff like that and asking her how much stuff I needed and that I would need to buy a bag if I was going on this flight with Spirit. And she's like, girl, you don't need a bag. She's like, all you need is like three bikinis and some mascara and a pair of sandals and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and she totally meant it. She totally was like, all you need to survive in Vegas in the summer is some bikinis and some mascara. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love that. I love it when people are like, eh, I'm just going to take this because I'm going to be at the beach all day and I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's crazy, but you you talk to people and you meet them, you know, and they're there. And I'm sure some people look at me and, oh, actually, I have met people. They look at me and they're like, you're traveling like with that pack back for like three months. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is all I need. Like, I don't need anything else. And then I look at people like that and I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, what are y'all doing? But once again, it's just, it's based on your own needs. Everyone has their comfort level with it. Yeah. The, the, like the spectrum is so broad though. It's such a giant scale. <laughs> oh yeah. Interesting. Okay. So how did you choose taking a 44 liter? Is it just what you had or did you buy it specifically after doing like a lot of research? Nope. That's actually just what I had. And I said, why am I going to go spend another bag? I'm like, this one seems like it'll do just fine. And I took it as a challenge and I filled it up. Ah, challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So um, based on a lot of the research that I've done, just so that people know, a 40-ish liter is the, um, it's the biggest bag you can take as a carry-on. Not as the bag that goes under your seat, but if you're allowed like, a, a small personal bag and a rolly bag it's like the same size as a rolly bag so if you're not wanting to check bags bags at all then go with like a 40 liter and you can get ones that are 40 liters that expand into 50 liters if you need it but highly suggest the 40 liter um, yeah that's the thing about it too like even the 44 liters um when i first left i hadn't actually even filled it up all the way like it wasn't its full size you know, because it has like little straps on there. I just cinched down. Most of it was closed. So it got like packed down even smaller. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Yeah. So that's actually pretty interesting to think about, too, because it's like, yeah, you're right. As far as like full filled size, the 44, you know, technically it'd be a carry on. 
but just because I wasn't using the full size, like they they would just let me take it on as a personal item. Oh, oh, you didn't even need to pay for it to be the the actual carry on. You could have it as like an under the seat in front of you kind of a thing. Yep. Yep. And I did. I placed it under the seat, you know, so like, I think there was like two times where I like put it on top and that's just because I wanted like extra leg room, but it would fit under the seat just fine. Um, and most of the airlines too, like, especially like my experience in Europe with like a lot of the budget airlines, um, as long as the backpack doesn't look like it's bulging out of the sides or anything or like above your head, they'll just see it as a backpack and they'll just let you through. Uh, okay. Yeah. I remember yours being a little bit shorter, but fatter, whereas mine is like taller, but skinnier. Right. Yep. Yeah. And that, once again, it's just like the clothes do like once I stitched that sucker down, I was like, oh yeah, it's good. It's fine right do you do you like your backpack would you recommend it i do yeah i like it i think i'm just gonna keep that one okay i'll, I'll also link that one if you really liked it yeah yeah for sure i'll send you the info on that one yeah also now that i'm mentioning that if y'all do try to do that take it on as a personal item just be just be wary that you know they can charge you for it i did have that happen in the u.s actually with spirit airlines so by that point i was also carrying like a few like little souvenirs like coffee and stuff like that for like friends and family and so it was bigger than it usually was and so it stuck out so I did get charged like for taking that on oh god um, yeah yeah so I was just like oh that sucks I'm like but it's okay because at the same time it's like geez I think I took like eight or ten flights like in Europe and you know it was like small enough that no I never got charged for it so well that's that's good I feel like uh usually airlines in europe are the budget ones are like pretty strike so i'm really glad that you got lucky but wow spirit airlines did you did you kind of a random aside did you see that like tiktok or instagram reel with tony hawk that went viral where he was trying to go through spirit and he brought a skateboard and the skateboard was like a little bit too long so it didn't fit in the personal item container or the no. carry-on container and they were like we're gonna have to charge you for that and he no. was serious Dude, he took this skateboard, he broke it in half. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no, come on, Lauren. You know I don't have social media. Come on now. Oh shoot, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, I forgot. Yeah. No, but oh, that sounds crazy. I'll send it to you. And I'll also yeah. it's a very iconic TikTok situation. So I'll put it in the show notes of this podcast episode. Yeah. This homie is like, okay, well, it's too big. So he like smashes this thing in half. And the woman that's working at Spirit is like, Sir, was that necessary? And he was like, obviously it was necessary. You told me my skateboard <laughs> was too big. <laughs> God, crazy. What would you say are your top three? products that you brought with you to conserve space Ooh, okay um yeah number one packing cubes love packing cubes for sure um especially the ones that have like uh dual zippers so you can like cinch it down and let it expand so that was actually very helpful in the trip um especially once again when you think about mostly size and how much space like clothes takes up uh you mm -hmm. put in one of those things it saves quite a bit uh not only that but i actually found them super useful to just keep my clothes like very organized too, you know? Mm -hmm. So I ended up using like uh, one of the bags for like pants and stuff like that. And the other one for like tops. And then the uh, other one I actually ended up using for like uh, my laundry, you know? So it's like, as I was moving around, if I didn't have to do laundry that day, I'll just use that one to keep like my dirty clothes like all together so it wouldn't get mixed up with my other stuff. So packing cubes, definitely a way to go. Okay. Uh, 
microfiber towel. Love that thing. Yeah, that thing saves so much space. Yeah, I was actually, I had started out just by packing like a regular towel, ended up getting a microfiber towel. And yeah, definitely the way to go on that. Mm, and a third one. Actually, so this is actually not a product, but I'm going to say this anyways. Uh, one thing that I actually probably wish I would have done was actually not taking like so many toiletry items, which, you know, I, they, they are essential. But what I realized that, it, especially if you're traveling to a place, if you plan to take like more trains and buses to get around, like just buy the toiletries once you get there. You know, like I, I just had this bag and I just thought about it. I was like, I really didn't have to take that with me. Like mm -hmm. I could have just left some of that and then just... You know, once I got over there to Europe, that was the first thing I would have done. Gone to the store, bought those things, just carried them on from there. Right. Yeah, you can totally buy everything that you need to hear. Toothpaste, shampoo, things like that. And they're all just in the shops like they are in the States. Interesting. And so how many packing cubes did you have? You had three? Yeah, just three. Awesome. Did you buy them on like Amazon or somewhere else? Yeah, just on Amazon. Um, and once again, like just the big thing I was looking for was to make sure I can like... Um, it had like another zipper, a dual zipper, just so I can cinch it down further. So that came in really handy. We also linked that up. And you told me before, I love this. I think this answer is so funny. You brought an AeroPress? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely, I completely forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, look. <laughs> see, see now, now, now you're just making it sound like I'm a crazy person like, <laughs> no. on air. But no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, so I actually bought one of the travel AeroPress, you know, so it's a, it's a little more space saving. <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. So let me, let, me explain, let me explain why. There's there's reasoning behind it. For me, it was a space saver, okay? For me, it was. But also, I kept in mind, um, going to the next topic, that this is something that was going to save me money along the way also, because I like drinking coffee pretty much on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I just found that it would make more sense for me to just find a place that sold coffee beans that I liked and just buy those and use my portable AeroPress to make myself coffee in the morning rather than having to like go out, go to a certain coffee place, anything like that. And then just kind of let that, you know, rack up. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I actually really liked it. Um, and it's, you know, has its own cup in there too. So I didn't have to like go around looking for cups or anything. So <laughs> yeah, very handy. Love Does it. Go get it. Have a it's, it has a cup, dude. You have to see it. It's, it's pretty wanna, cool. It's, it's simple. It's simple. Shut up. <laughs> I want to arrow press this thing directly into my mouth. <laughs> I'm surprised you can bring your own portable coffee tree. <laughs> actually, yeah. I, you know, I actually thinking about it, I'm like, why didn't I just put this train to my mouth? Oh, right. It's boiling water. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. That is that is a good segue though into the next topic, which is saving money. So alongside Ronnie making his own coffee with his AeroPress, um, what else did you do that stands out to you where you were able to save some monies? Accommodation. Accommodation is the biggest one for sure. Mm. Um, and this keeping in mind too that it's like my whole idea is the more flexible you are the more you're going to be able to save on these types of trips. Mm, yeah. Unpopular opinion. Yeah, um, I loved it. You know, that's part of the reason why I kept it like just so open is that I would just be able to pick a place, you know, find whatever's like cheapest as far as like transportation, as far as accommodation uh, and just go there. Um, so I used hostels a lot. I use a few Air Airbnbs every now and then. Uh, the hostels, definitely. 
just a little tip on that too if you can go directly through the website i mean like stuff like hostel world and everything like that is great to find reviews on the place get pictures all that type of stuff uh but booking directly through the website will usually give you like the cheapest price sometimes they'll give you like a few free add-ons like they'll give you like a free breakfast things like that mm -hmm. so that's always really nice um if not if you remember even talking to the uh hostel owner in Florence, like he was even saying that it's actually better for him if they book it through booking.com too, just because it gives them more flexibility to cancel reservations and modify them, which I did have the experience with. Like I was glad I actually used booking.com when I went to uh, Morocco, mm -hmm. um, just because the guy was able to easily like cancel my reservation when I missed my flight. So that comes in really handy. Okay. And you, he was able to cancel the reservation for the one day and you got a full refund? Yeah, yeah. I got my full refund on that. Ended up just booking another night directly through him. So, yeah, it all worked out. Sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah, so hostels. Um, and then I was telling you about this, too. Um, the biggest, the biggest saver I had was just talking to people and bringing that up. And so I got to experience that and stay at a few places for free just because of the people that I met. And so just asking, like, I would ask some friends, like, hey, like, you know, I'm going to be traveling to this area. Do you know anyone there? You know, trying to find, meet some new people. I was like, and if they have a place to stay, you know, it's like a couch or if they do like an Airbnb business, anything like that, like I'm willing to pay. So I wouldn't try to like, you know, ask them, it's like, hey, can I have a free place to stay? I would just ask them, it's like, do you know somebody that would like, you know, rent it out for a day or two? Yeah. And, you know, it's like, obviously a lot of the times, you know, they're not going to know anyone or they're not going to know of anyone who has a place. But just asking opens up that door. And the few times that it did, like, it was just amazing. You know, like, number, obviously, you get to, like, meet some wonderful people that are very hospitable. And then aside from that, it's just, like, you know, how much you save on that. And, you know, we were talking about this earlier, too, that, sure, you know, you go to these places in Europe in a hostel, and you're like, oh, okay, 20, you know, 30 euros a night. That's not bad. But then when you look at it at a larger span, it's like, okay, 10 days, that's, that's 300 right there yeah. just for a place to stay. And it's like, if you're planning a longer trip, like I did for three months, like, you know, that mug is going to like, just kind of eat in to your budget. Mm -hmm. So that's something I took into consideration. Really glad I did. Had some wonderful, wonderful experiences. Um, yeah, I look forward to doing more of that. Yeah, you're right. It goes, but the money goes by so fast. And you're like, it's weird because you don't realize that hostels seem so cheap and stuff. And they, they are on, you know, relatively cheap if you're going somewhere just for a few nights. But then you look at Airbnbs for an entire month and it's what, like 700 euros or so, depending on the place that mm -hmm. you go. Like, oh my gosh, I could stay at an Airbnb. I would have to stay somewhere for a full month, but I could go to an Airbnb for a full month and it would be way cheaper than staying at a hostel, which is what's supposed to be really cheap. Yeah, exactly. So making those connections, very important. And I was, I was very surprised too, um, just running into different travelers and like, they'll know also like how expensive that gets. And it was just very beautiful to be able to talk to people out of you just like from day one. And that's be one of the first things they would talk about. It's like, yeah, they're like, if you ever buy in this area, they're just like, just get a hold of me. You'll have a place to stay. Mm. Um, which I actually had a wonderful experience actually doing that. Met a guy in, in Nice, literally knew him for like less than 24 hours. Uh, name from, uh, his name is Andre from New York. So if he's listening to this, he, bro, what's up? Thanks once again. Shout out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Andre, shout out to Andre. homie. Yeah, yeah. So he was, you know, he was cutting off to offer. Like, we just got along really well from the start. And he just said, yeah, it's like, if you're ever in New York. And, you know, I offered the same, not not really as, you know, powerful offering a place to stay in Arkansas, but I offered, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
could be his dream. He could have been a, maybe, had a dream as a child to go to Arkansas. Uh, may, maybe. I don't know. You know, some people love the Ozarks. It is beautiful here, though. So y'all know. If you know, please stay. You can come to Arkansas. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Just don't post my address like on the show notes or anything, okay? <laughs> okay, great. I'll include a hyperlink to a Google Maps. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I had a wonderful experience with him. He was very kind to offer, uh, you know, and I just asked him, I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be in New York, you know, would would you be able to host me? And he said, yeah, and we had a great time together. Uh, so met a lot of travelers like that, a lot of travelers who were just, you know, willing to offer their place. So great, cool. great way of doing it. And if you're, if you're somebody that's also willing to do that, uh, first of all, like Rodney said, travelers are always so generous. Um, somebody that we met uh, at Bigelow, um, Sarah, I love you. I love you so much. Um, she lives in Cologne, Germany, and she hosted me like two weeks later. And I just had the most amazing experience with her. Travelers are, are the best. They, they know what it's like. And so they're oftentimes able to put themselves in your shoes because they already are there. <laughs> I am also really open about people staying with me that I've met on the road. So if you're somebody that's open to hosting other people and you feel like there's a good vibe between you and someone, like don't be hesitant to make that first move because so many times if I'm talking with someone and we're vibing, like I also don't have a permanent address right now. But from when I lived in New York, I would totally be like, hey, if you need a place to crash, like I got you, I can host you for sure. And then oftentimes they would say the same thing back. Like you don't do it with the intention of, oh, I'm going to have a place to stay too. But there's kind of, I feel like an unspoken or unwritten kind of a thing with travelers where it's like, okay, yeah, this is just how we flow. And this is just how the world works. If you're going to go out and travel and stuff like that, like we have each other's back. And so I think mm -hmm. that that's, that's like a really beautiful part of it, but you can be the person to make that first move. And I encourage you to. Yeah, exactly. Completely agree with that. And then of course leave like every time I stay with somebody, I always leave like a gift or I cook dinner or like I send them a gift from like the next place that I travel to or something like that. And oh cool. I could talk about lovely travelers and accommodation and stuff like that, <laughs> like just forever. But everyone go to Bigelow, you'll meet the best people. Yeah, for sure. All right. You kind of touched on this with flexibility. Um for, in my experience, I have met people that have interestingly enough they've planned their trip far in advance so that they could save money but Rodney had kind of the exact opposite strategy where he was like I'm gonna wait till the last second see what's the cheapest because it's gonna be what's left over and that's going to dictate where I go so I can go with the flow I don't have to have the stress of planning everything off the top and I can see a place potentially that I've never seen before and just see where like the flow takes me so um, talk to us a little bit about flexibility and specifically, I would say your trip to Gdansk because that's like, it's the <laughs> most relevant. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I love the flexibility of it. It's like to me also, I came from the side of this being, you know, an adventure, like pushing myself out of my comfort areas, not knowing exactly what to expect every day and just letting it go from there. Um, and I soon found out that that was actually what I ended up liking a lot about this trip was just those those changes the unexpected events that happened and like you were saying one of them was my trip to Gdansk like that was not in the books at all like in my mind I had a general idea of like how I was going to travel through Europe it was going to be this beautiful backward sea where I went through like France and I went through Belgium 
Netherlands, Germany, Italy, Spain, Portugal. And I was like, okay, I'm like, that's what I'll do. I'll just, you know, find like trains and I'll find buses and kind of just move my way around. And that quickly changed. I went straight from Paris to Rome, ended up spending a month in Rome, which was a bit met Lauren and Marie and uh, Pascal. So that kind of extended it further. Um, and then after that, I went back to Florence. And this is where, once again, not planning ahead of time can kind of bite you a little bit. And that's because they had some events going on in both Florence and Milan. So places were all booked up. It was very expensive. And so I said, okay, I'm like, let me just find the cheapest way out of here then. And, oh, it also happens that that weekend, like the trains in Italy had a strike. So I couldn't use the trains to get out. So that was cool. <laughs> but it led to like, it led to a beautiful opportunity, which was to take a flight from Milan to Gdansk, which cost me like 30 euros. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, that's the cheapest option. I'm like, I'll go with that. And I was like, I wanted to go north anyways. Like I wanted to go to like Netherlands. I wanted to go to Belgium. I was like, I'll just make my way around. And once I got over there, it was probably one of my favorite experiences. You know, it's just that complete culture shock, you know, going from somewhere warm where people are very outspoken and just, you know, very loud and lively to an area where it was actually a bit calmer, um, cleaner also. And the transportation was on time, which was nice. <laughs> and <laughs> I just got to appreciate like another side of, you know, humanity, like talking to the people there. It's like, although they appeared serious, they were super heartwarming, just very lovely and kind once you got to talk to them. Um, and I got to experience all that. And I thought to myself, I was like, wow, I'm like, if I had planned this trip out, I would have never gone over there ever. Like a dance wasn't even on my map. I didn't even know it existed, mm. you know? And so I got that chance to do that. And then from there on, I was just like, okay, let me try that again. So instead of going like, you know, straight to the Netherlands, I decided like, let me just look it up real quick. Let me see what are like the cheapest options to go from here to anywhere. And so I picked like the top three. I said, okay, these are top three. I'm like, one of them was uh, Copenhagen. I said, I like Copenhagen. Like people told me a lot of good things about Copenhagen. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'll go there. So I did that, went to Copenhagen. Same thing. Once I got there, I said, okay, let me find my next cheapest options. From there, went to Amsterdam. And then from there, I knew I wanted to go to Belgium. So then I just like took a cheap bus to Belgium. And yeah, just lots of little opportunities opened up along the way like that. Um, and it was once again, just having that flexibility, not having to be somewhere by a certain time, just gave me that opportunity created lots of wonderful memories, met amazing people, and it just, it felt very adventurous. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. It does feel so adventurous. You're like, I'm literally going where the, the wind takes me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and also, I thought about this recently, that if you would have gone to, if you wouldn't have gone to Poland and taken the route that you did, and you would have gone to Belgium earlier, we would not have been able to we meet wouldn't up have. the Corsica. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, no. And that's right? crazy how the timing worked out on that. Yeah. And Corsica is like a French island and flying to and from islands can be a little bit tricky because the flights are just more expensive. And so to find a cheap flight from mainland Europe to go to Corsica was it was tricky. And like I was in Austria at the time you were in Copenhagen or I think at the time when I texted you and mm -hmm. The cheap, I knew you were going to be in Belgium though. And so, and Belgium was one of the only places that I could find a cheap flight. Like there were like two cities and it was on the day that I needed it to be. And like, it was on a Saturday because the transportation in Corsica is um, not extremely developed, but um, it, it just worked out so perfectly. Yeah, it did. Oh, actually, hey, speaking about flights, I probably should have mentioned that too. Um, especially over there in Europe, just 
if y'all if y'all are looking for cheap flights you're gonna find some really good deals like i the lowest i paid was like eight euros for a flight um just taking consideration if it's an airport outside of the city which i did not um, think on like two occasions and so what i did <laughs> take into consideration oh yeah yeah, yeah. shut up <laughs> you already know but yeah yeah like i didn't take that into consideration i'm like oh it says paris i'm like okay i'll book it it's cheap what i realized is that that paris airport was like an hour and a half away and they did have like direct transportation over there but of course that was going to be like another 10 euros mm -hmm. i'm like okay that's more than a flight i'm like well, whatever and then what I didn't realize also was that once I got like to the airport in Marseille, that it was going to be like another, I think like eight euros just to get to like the center. I'm like, okay. So at the end of it, I'm like, it actually wasn't even really worth it, you know, to pay that cheap of a light just because of the transportation from the airport. I hate that. I hate it when getting to the airport costs more than the flight itself. <laughs> yeah. Something it doesn't make like, sense, but like the math meme, like the woman who's trying to do math in her head, like this does not add up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a good point and yeah in paris there's three airports there's charles de gaulle there's orly and then there's the third one that um rodney was talking about and it's really far so with paris especially be very careful the last thing that we kind of chatted about with saving money while traveling is credit cards and you're a credit card buff tell us about i love churning credit cards churning love credit it. cards churning yeah yeah i love churning them churning no butter. yeah yeah uh yeah so i i've used that on quite a few flights actually i would say the vast majority of my flights i've made just by using credit card miles um and so what i love doing you know feel free to look this up but churning credit cards is basically a system where what you're looking for is to get the big bonus that credit card companies will offer for you getting their credit card um and so once you get the credit card they'll say okay well you know if you spend $4,000 in three months, or if you spend $500 in three months, we're going to give you a bonus. We're going to give you, let's say 600,000 miles, or we're going to give you, you know, a hundred dollars worth of like, uh, cashback points. And so I like doing that, getting the bonus and then using that to make flights. And what I love most about it with these like, uh, airline miles is that they're not necessarily one for one. So if they give you 600,000 points, let's say, um a lot of people will calculate that to be like six hundred dollars but if you use them the right way if you use them like in a smart way um you can get so much more out of them um you know an example was like the flight that i took from uh from spain over to new york was on a business flight and i used about i want to say six hundred thousand points for that one um which you know for a business flight is, is really awesome um, cause you're not going to find a business flight from there for 600 bucks. Wait, wait, they usually cost 60,000. No, 60,000. I'm sorry. Yeah. 60,000, not okay. 600,000. <laughs> <000. laughs> I'm like, yeah. like, I don't know what kind of points you have. <laughs> 600,000 sounds like an amazing amount. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, no. So 60,000, you know, which if you consider that one to one, you know, that'd be like $600. 600 bucks. Uh, yeah. Every two yeah. zeros, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Um, if you just find, you know, the right deals with them, you can just really, really just get a lot more value from them. Yes. Especially with the airline credit cards that are specifically for certain airline, like with Delta, for example, always check the cost in dollars and always check the cost in points because sometimes they do like weird deals on points. Like Rodney was saying, 
where it's like it's a better deal to get it using points but then sometimes it's a better do it's a better time to like conserve your points and spend with cash mm-hmm yep. yep and you definitely have to your do your research on that uh, but definitely worth it of course there's all the other little factors you have to take into consideration you know like a lot of the big bonus credit cards will require you to have like a good credit score um and what I'm doing is using up that credit card. And once I get the bonus and my use out of it, like I'll cancel the credit card so I don't have to pay like an annual fee um, and then get another one, which it does take a little hit on your credit score. Um, once again, my credit score is, is fine. So I'm not concerned about it. It hasn't done much damage at all. Um, but that's, you know, once again, just based on your situation. True. And usually in the first year, there's no fees for a lot mm -hmm. of them cards um especially mm -hmm. the ones that are like 99 bucks a year so like the delta gold card and then it's like 100 bucks a year thereafter right, like right your miles never expire yeah and it's super handy too i mean they just come with like other little benefits that sometimes we don't take into consideration like one of the things that i ended up using like during this trip was like the capital one card and one of the uh perks about it was that you get like this museum membership and so there were quite a few museums mm -hmm. that i got free access to just because i had that card you know and then the other thing too, it's like the lounge passes that it comes with, mm -hmm. um, credit card. I mean, the um, insurance for cars, you know, all those little things come into play. True. A hundred percent. Actually. Yeah. Like the, the points are, is just one element of it. And I think it's for travelers, the most appealing and the most obvious that you can use your points in order to buy um, airline tickets. And kind of how this works is you get a certain number of points with every purchase that you make for anything. It can be for groceries. It can be for gas. It can be for clothes. It can be for whatever. Um, and you get points every time you, uh, you, you pay your bill every month. So it slowly accumulates and racks up and it's, it's great, but there are so many more benefits. Like I, uh, with the, uh, the Amex platinum card, like you said, you can get into ho like lounges in the airports and stuff like that. But I think there's also like an Uber Eats credit that you get per month or something like that. So a whole ton of benefits that you might not even know exist. So if you have a travel credit card, I encourage you to go to like the website to see what the other benefits are that you might be missing. Like, oh, with the Capital One Venture card, you can, it, they pay for you to get uh, global entry. Right. Yep. Yep. You're right. I did use that too. Yeah. Right. And that's usually like, I think it's like it's... 80 or a hundred bucks every five years. Yeah even if you get the credit card for the first year and the second year, it's 99 bucks. You, if you want to get global entry or whatever, if you apply that 80 bucks to that, you're paying what $19 technically, if you want to do the math. Yeah. So even after you cancel the credit card, you still keep the global entry. Like that stays with you. True, true, true. Cool. And what's your favorite airline credit card that you have? Oh, so it's actually not an airline. Uh, I would say so far it's probably been the chase uh, Sapphire card. And it's just because, you know, their, their miles are just so flexible, what you can do with them, like how many um, airline partners they have. So you can transfer your miles to airline partners. Uh, when you have that card, your points are worth, uh, I believe, 20% more. Um, if you book through them, um, really easy to rack up points. Yeah, that, that's been my favorite one so far. Do you know what the cost of it is after the first year? Oof, not off the top of my head because I haven't had it in a few years. That's the other thing to take in consideration with these oh, is that with wow. the credit cards, yeah, they'll uh, they'll usually put a limit, you know? So I know Chase has, for example, uh, with that card, uh, you can only have the bonus every five years. So you have to, once you get the bonus, if you cancel that card, okay, you have to wait five years again before you're able to use that. So in the meantime, that's what I'm doing is using other credit cards, using their miles, using their bonuses 
until I can go back to another one. Um, you a lot tricky, of mods- tricky, tricky. That is so <laughs> smart. It's big brain time with Rodney. <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually like close to that five years because like when I use that card, I use that one to make like my South America trip. Next start I'll be getting is probably going to be once again that Chase Sapphire card, get the bonus from there. And then once again, once I'm done with that one, okay, move on to another company. So good. Your your age and your wisdom is showing. Uh, it's about time, you know. It's about time it does. <laughs> <laughs> someone someone click that click that life alert button. <laughs> My heart's <laughs> pounding. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all of these suggestions and tips and tricks that you have for packing light and saving money. I think they're super helpful, and people will definitely listen to this and be inspired by these really practical tips. I feel like usually I tend to talk about like stories and um, certain things that are a little bit more like softer subjects. So it's really nice to talk about practical, like super practical tips as well. I, I like to finish off a lot of my interview podcast episodes with like a lightning round. So I have a few questions to ask you where it'll be like super quick question, super quick response. So let's do it. Let's do it. The first one, what is your dream next trip? Dream next trip, um, Asia. Asia, and what I would like to do is something very, very similar to what I did in Europe, which is three months, ideally about three to five days in a different city. But the only thing I would change is that I would actually like to take three friends with me this time. Just three close friends that I feel would have that kind of same adventurous mindset just to have a different perspective on things because this was like my second long solo trip and i would like to be able to you know experience this with a close group of friends for a change cool next question if there's one thing that you could have left behind and one thing that you wish you would have brought with you what would it be Ooh, okay okay yeah because the way i'm thinking about it is i was gonna leave behind more clothes (laughs) Um, and this is, this is me thinking about like leaving from Europe back over here. And, and the reason I was thinking that is because, uh, you know, a lot of the clothes that I took, I I liked them, but they weren't like had any big sentimental value or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I realized that I actually did like was just bringing back some of these gifts. You know, I brought like some coffee and cheese and stuff like that for friends and family and just a reaction, you know, to something like so small, just like, Oh, I got your coffee. It's nothing great, but they loved it. It was just so big to me that I was just like, man, I wish I would have done that more. I wish I would have left like more of the stuff that I didn't care about, brought these gifts back for them, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, that's something I wish I would have left. Um, what was the other one? If I would have brought something? I think that that's kind of the answer to both of them, to be honest. Like you wish that you would have, you wish that you wouldn't have brought so much clothes and you would have brought more space. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff <laughs> at home. So you, yeah, yeah. Wish you would have somehow packed even lighter. Yeah, man, that's, yeah, that's, that's my wisdom showing once again, I can answer two (laughs) questions with like one answer. (laughs) That's so generous and kind of you though, to be like, I can just buy t-shirts when I get back. Like I can leave some stuff in Europe and and bring back the, the gifts and the cheeses and the, um, you know, wines and coffees and things like that back to my family. Cause it'll mean so much Mm -hmm. and in turn so much more to me. Yeah, they do. They do. Beautiful. All right. And then the last one, if you could be sponsored by any company, which company would it be? Okay. Um, We're going to go with um, just a notebook company. And yeah, it was just, it was just thinking about that. One one of the things that I hope we'll get to talk about later in the future 
is like the connection I made with people and then having them like right in my notebook. And it just feels like a whole story, you know, so I would spend a lot of time journaling like throughout my trip also. And I love the idea of other people doing the same things. Like, you know, don't forget, it's like you, you're your own story. You're living it right now. And sometimes we forget that we see other people's stories. We see other people's lives. And it's like, don't forget, you've had a lot going on too. You've had all these wonderful experiences in life. It's like, take the time to reflect on that. You know, even if it's not for someone else to read, at least for yourself, you know, take that time. Love that. Do you have a final piece of advice or any words of wisdom for people that just like in life or hoping to travel or something you've been told that's really changed your life? Ooh, that is a good question. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to give you like the quote that I recently like uh, changed on my WhatsApp because I, I haven't changed anything. Like I told you, I don't have social media right now. And this is the closest thing I have. Um, but it was just something that I, I really liked. It says, uh, what you get will never make you happy. What you become will make you very happy or sad. Um, and I love that. You know, I've been my life. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. It's just the things, the possessions I have mean very little to me. Um, but the person I'm becoming now has become so meaningful to me. You know, it's like these experiences I've had with others, like being able to take time to make someone feel good, you know, bring them up just a few words, anything like that has made me a very happy person. And so I love spreading that. Amazing. And you are. So I know you're not on social media. Is there anywhere we can follow your adventures or anything you maybe write or anything you're interested in, or even like somebody that you really love or admire that you suggest that people, you know, look up to or follow? Oh, yeah. Um, not at the top of my head, but I'll definitely send you. Uh, I actually was thinking about through the show, like there's two websites that I found very helpful for me. So I'll send you those uh, once we're done. Just, you know, things as far as like credit cards and as far as traveling. So I'll send you those. Um, yeah. And aside from that, not that I can think of at the moment, but um, once again, you know, it's like if I get invited back on the podcast after you hit your like two billion subscribers, <laughs> um, I already know the name of the next podcast with me in it, which is going to be uh, Rodney Strikes Back, you know, Star <laughs> Wars style. So y'all, y'all look forward to that. Uh, to more wisdom, you know, <laughs> Revenge of the Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of the different resources and things that Rodney talked about, I will 100% be linking in the show notes. So no sweat, no stress there. It will all be in the information in this podcast. So um, thank you again for that. And thank you so much, Rodney, for being on this podcast and sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge and stories. And I, I had a great time chatting with you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, thanks. It's been an honor. And a pleasure. <laughs> All right. I'll catch you next time. All right. We'll see you. Ciao, ciao. Bye.